time I talked to him was was when I'd uh, gotten a job. So right, yeah, he hasn't been on social media at all. I mean, he talked to me on the on the phone, but that was the last time I talked to him. But he told me he's gonna take an extended time and date, and he right. So I don't I don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll see. It's, you know, the door's always open. You know how that goes. Um, right. So I know we're starting what three minutes late. You know, nobody really comes until like seven forty-five anyway. Yeah, they, they just usually like, they usually come like fifteen minutes later. Like, hey, what's fun- up, guys? You know? It's funny because I know it's like half and half. People are black or white, and they all act black when they want to come in at like seven forty-five instead of the the the, the starting time of seven thirty. <laughs> what do you call right. it? Uh, PC time? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, Ravens Nation's already in the chat, so uh, let's go ahead and get started. This is episode one sixteen of the First and Frame Rates podcast. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I got these headphones on. The ones I told you that was jacked up that one time when my son, like when I was double hearing myself, my son pulled the capture card out. Uh huh. These things are working flawlessly now. They, I mean, it, the the sound sounds so good in them. So I'm I'm I don't know what it was, but whatever. All right, well, Ravens Nation needs to back off. He was like, that was the dumbest Super Bowl ever. The new age uh, coordinators make football unbearable to watch. We're, Why? We're, because we're, the Ravens weren't in it? No, we're, 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 we're going to get into that because Kyle Shanahan. Oh, yeah, you, numbers. yeah. Because you, I, 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 I kind of said I wasn't going to do it, but I, I've seen some comments from certain people, and it, it just needs to be addressed. Not only just the comments from those people, but, you know, the Kyle Shanahan in general, because he, he, he wet the bed twice. And there's no reason for him to do that, but um, like I'm I said, this... you, I, I had my rant about Bill O'Brien uh, a couple, few weeks ago, so yeah. right. So uh, like I said, this is the uh, episode 116 of the First and Furious podcast. Myself, DJ81, Bills is still on a hiatus. We did have contact with him um, recently. He's doing fine. I know he, he he just has a lot going on with his primary situation with his music, so. Um, I think he's pretty much focused on that right now. So he's still here, but he's not here. Um, we're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan and Super Bowl 54. We're going to talk about Dan Hauser. A lot of people may not know who he is. I know DJ was kind of floored when I told him about it. Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar. And if, you don't know, <laughs> and if you don't know who he is, you're going to find out today and why it is a big deal. And we're going to talk about the XFL teams. I finally got a team that I'm going to root for. We're going to talk about that as well. DJ has his team. Uh, our unofficial member, NYKia, has a team. Um, he put it in the Discord. And that is a good time for you guys to know that we do have a Discord. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't already, you need to join it. I know a lot of people aren't, you know, really looking at us live. A lot of people usually listen to us on the back end when it's up on YouTube uh, to, as a recording and on um iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. But um join the Discord. That is an excellent place where you can talk to us outside of um the podcast. And um he picked the can... Houston Red Roughnecks. Yeah, he picked the Houston Roughnecks. So um oh, anybody else who's in the anybody else who's in the chat, tell us your team and on the X uh, for the XFL, who are you gonna be rooting for? I'm gonna be talking about mine once we get to that topic. Um DJ, uh how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend's been good. The week has been going good. I've been been able to focus on on something during the day, so it's really been taking my time away from social media, which is good. Like I said, I've already disabled my Facebook account. 
So I'm less and less on social media these days, but uh, I'm still looking to upload uh, the couple episodes of State of K2. I just haven't got around to it. And um, yeah, uh, that was a good Super Bowl. Well, minus the part I was, I had mentioned I was going to fall asleep, but nonetheless, season's over. XFL this Saturday, DC Defenders, red and white, and we're ready to fight. <laughs> you really like that motto, don't you? No, I like mo- I like uh, mocking it. It is really something to really to just because DC's Chocolate City, and you got right. you got a motto that you can easily have a country accent with. Oh, okay, I got you, got you, got you. It's a bad country accent, but you know. I, I I like the motto though. To be honest with you, um, spectacular. Pooh already said the NY Guardians. That's who he's you know, rooting for. I think um. I think King David picked one too, but he's in the he was in the discourse and he picked the team, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, but nevertheless, let's talk about this Super Bowl. Um, it was a good game, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really um, was I really uh, was entertained. Unlike the last few Super Bowls, even when the Eagles played the Patriots, it it it, it felt like a lot of back and forth, but it wasn't explode. It wasn't explosive back and forth, so it wasn't a bad game. But it didn't keep me on the edge of my seat like this one, and we're not even gonna talk about the Super Bowl from last year. That was really that mm. was that wasn't that was a dud. It really was, and Jared Goff had like so many chances to actually win that game, but he just Jared Goff blew that game. But let's talk about who really blew this game. Mm. Kyle Shanahan did it again after twenty eight to three. He was up twenty to ten, and they had the ball, and um. They kind of got away from the run. I think they ran the ball only two times in after the uh in the fourth quarter after the 10 minute mark. But nevertheless, they were down by three. He runs the ball, gets five yards. They was running seven yards per carry, DJ. At least, at the bare minimum, at least try to run the ball on second down again. Because you just got five, you're averaging seven. Why not do a second down play? I can understand if it was like second and one. You want to do a play action because play action is really good when it's second and short. That's like the perfect time to do play action. But when mm-hmm. it's second and five and you're running the ball that well, pop, hit him with the run again. He could have easily ran the ball down the, around the field, got enough time off the clock, possibly got just even just got a field goal. And the fact that the all the, the the fact that their defense had the time to rest, they could have had a chance to stop Pat Mahomes. What they did was they went three and out and gave the momentum to Pat Mahomes, and Pat Mahomes went off in the last nine minutes of the game. I I, I just don't understand it. They did the same thing in the Super Bowl Fifty One when you had the team on the ropes. Even like I said once again, even if you ran the ball on the twenty three yard line, and Got a field goal out of it. You'd have still been up by eleven with like eight minutes left or seven minutes left. That 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 would have been fantastic for the Falcons because the defense would have rest again. You wouldn't have gave the you wouldn't have gave any momentum to the uh, Patriots defense because what happened? You tried to pass the ball. You missed the block. Got a sack. Got a fumble. You give them the uh, you give them momentum. You give the defense that kind of momentum. You basically going to give the whole team, a, a team like the Patriots, the momentum, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like what happened once again with the with the Chiefs. Um, I think outside of that, I think everything pretty much went as planned, 
Also, what I said was if uh, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. I said if um, Richard Sherman traveling to the right side of the field, the Chiefs are going to beat them, and that's exactly what happened. You, you, I mean, every time when he was on the right side, he got smoked. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. They just completely went away from their game plan. Um, everything was working up until that time when they ran the ball on offense, but defensively mm-hmm. they went away from their game plan because, yeah, Pat Mahomes was able, they was able to move the ball, but the fact that the Chiefs' defense was basically exposed and they they went off like seventeen unanswered against the Chiefs, if they would have kept running, they could have won the game. But Cal Shanahan did what he did, and you see what happened. Um, what are your thoughts about the game? Well. I talked about the fact that when San Francisco went up and they went up by 10, I was just like, who doesn't see this comeback happening? Right. Like who, who like it just seemed like, okay, the way the last few uh, champions in different sports leagues, yes, I am taking it outside of football. As far as this is concerned, the, what the story has been, the team has come back from whatever odds to win the championship. You saw what happened in this past Super Bowl with uh, Kansas City coming back from 10 down to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Nationals down 3-2 after losing three straight at home, come back, win the next two. And not only are, were down 3-2, they were down in the, in the score of each of those games, came back, won the World Series. Um I even go as far back as 2018 with the Washington Capitals. Technically, they were down one game to, to zero, and they basically swept the Golden Knights. So it seemed like it just adds on to the story of stay in the fight. And as soon as, like I said, as soon as uh, San Francisco went up by 10, I knew, knew it. The comebacks, the comeback run was going to happen. The announcers are going to talk about, well, Last week, they were down ten, whatever 10 points to the Titans. They stormed right back. They were down 24-0 to the Texans. They stormed right back. It just seems like at any point in the game, if you're up by a significant amount, it wasn't enough because at some at a certain point in time in the game, the Chiefs were going to come back and win the game. They weren't going to give up. No, and, so, I, and, I, and I, I totally understand that because I get it that the Chiefs have that fight in them to continue to keep pushing and, and wanting to um, win the game. But they don't but, do that if their quarterback's on the sideline. They see, just and, that, and that's what I'm saying. That's where you're right. You The right mixture was in place. You have a Kyle Shanahan who decides to throw the ball late in the games. And you uh, don't need to you got the lead. It, it, right. It, so – and you, and you said Breida didn't have a carry in that game. Not, and that's the bullshit. <laughs> the fastest guy. Now, now between him and Tyree Hill, mm-hmm. they're like undoubtedly two of the fastest men in the NFL. I think Tyreek runs like 22.3 miles per hour, and I think Breida's like 22.4. I mean, 23.4. I, I mean, they're like neck and neck. Why this kid did not get a carry is beyond, especially when you're running the ball the way you're running. Mm-hmm. Breida, Breida has the speed. That if he ran through those holes that they were getting in the second or third quarter, one of them would have went for a touchdown. He's that fast. Because the holes that they ran through was, like, unbelievable. That 17 or 18-yard run that Tevin Coleman had would have easily could have been a 40-yard run. 
And I, don't, I, don't, I just don't, I don't understand it. It's like, well, the funny thing is, when you look at uh, Shanahan with the two quarterbacks that he's had in this position and lost and lost the Super Bowl, one, he's definitely not a game management manage uh, type quarterback. He he's a big play quarterback, um, and with Garoppolo, he is a game manager. So it's just like. Shanahan's out to prove that his quarterback could, you know, be the difference when technically it wasn't even the quarterback that made the difference. It was your freaking play calling. Play calling that made the difference. And And both of them. And this goes back to what I was saying about the comments that some people put on Twitter. And I I just don't I don't understand it. Oh yeah, guys, if you don't mind, hit the like button, please. I don't I don't like asking, but um it 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 really does help. Hit the damn Um, like button. Yeah, listen to DJ. But um yeah, what I was I saying was, it myself too. Cuz what I was saying was um people are sitting here talking about that um Jimmy Garoppolo makes all this money. He should be able to throw the ball. You got to make him do something. Listen. I don't care if my quarterback's making 250 million dollars. There's a ring on the line. We're going to do what we have to do to win this game. I I ha- I, I don't care. People talking about, well, he had to be the quarterback to put him in. See, that type of shit that gets you, you know, gets you um, fired if I was the GM. But, you know, I don't have the I don't have the, the cachet to be a GM. I'm just a guy behind the microphone. But nevertheless, we're trying to win a ring. And you know that, look, if, if they were running three yards per carry, if they got one yard on second and on that first down play instead of five, mm-hmm. you won't hear nothing from me. Absolutely nothing. The thing about between this and the Super Bowl 51, when the Falcons played, it didn't matter how many yards you got at that point because you're on the 23-yard line. You can easily go there, run a few plays, maybe lose one or two yards, and kick a 40-yard field goal and be up by 11. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, I have no problem with that, but when you're up by three, you have the ball, and you can easily run the clock down to maybe, let's say, four minutes even though that's still a lot of time. But if you run the ball down to four minutes, get a field goal, or even, hell, you run the ball down and get a touchdown, and it's four minutes and 30 seconds left, you're up by 10 again, it, it's, it's pretty much ball game. Because once Pat Mahomes and them score, you can run the ball again. But it, 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 it's just so simple. I don't care who's making what in that, in that moment of the season. It's the Super Bowl, fourth quarter, what your quarterback's getting paid and what he's trying to do or what you want him to do because he's getting paid does not matter at that point. Do you realize the Arizona Diamondbacks? Let's go back to the Arizona Diamondbacks when I think when they won the Super, uh, won the Super when they the won the World, World Series. Series or something, mm-hmm. Kurt Schilling was a quarterback, unquarterback. Damn, I'm thinking football. Kurt mm-hmm. Schilling was the pitcher, and I think they had some other guy was the closer. Oh, I was about to say because I know Randy Johnson was the uh, other starter. He was the other starter, but the, but but the fact that they wanted to seal that victory, guess who came out and closed that game? Mm-hmm. Randy Johnson came out to close that game because no, Randy Johnson didn't close. Wait a minute, Randy Johnson. Didn't, I don't think he came out. I don't think he game. closed, but it he was came in closer. the room. Yeah, they came in with because it, it's it's pretty much the strategy in baseball anyway. You see, the, the Nationals employed it. Uh, in Game Seven, they came out with uh, let's see, because they started the game with Max Scherzer, and then uh-huh. Corbin came in, pitched per- uh, three perfect um, relief innings, 
right. pretty much shut down the Astros, gave right. uh, the Nationals enough time to come back, and then they came in with uh, Hudson, shut it down in the ninth. Right. See, that, you see, throw your I'm best saying. out there. You it, exactly. You do what works for your team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much or you know who's getting paid what at the moment. You're trying to win a ring. I don't care anything about. Oh, he's getting paid this. Now you now I I, I will admit. We're talking about the regular season. Maybe even if you're talking about the playoffs, you got an argument. But at that moment, no. I don't care who gets paid what. We're trying to win this ball game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I that just that just easily saying I, I want to look good and lose, then look bad and win. That that that's the that's the perfect, you know, analogy to what people were trying to tell me on Twitter. I want to look good and lose instead of look yeah, bad and win. And it, that that doesn't last, fly. I don't care. Yeah, look at the last few coaches that have tried to pass the ball, make their quarterbacks the hero, and they wind up being the 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 goat, like the bad goat, not the good one, the bad goat. Right. You know, yeah, Russell Wilson throw an interception uh, right there on the goal line when they could have possibly. Thank you. That's another example. On top another of that, example. they had a timeout, so it's just like, look, if you run the ball and get stuffed, then you can call a timeout. You can. You have another player, but no, you want to make Russell Wilson the hero instead of uh, Beast Mode, who's Perfect got example. you down the field in the first place. He, Perfect like, example. You handed the ball to him. Like, At the one. Four out of the – no, but I'm saying to get down there, they hand the ball off to him like four out of – like four out of five plays. Yeah, because they had that one. Yeah, because they had that one big play that went to the guy that used to work at Foot Locker. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name, but but they had that one big play. But everything else was a run play, and it got him down to the one. And then they decided to try to throw a slant. And, and the thing is, it's like you could have just you could have ran Marshawn off the edge. You didn't have to uh, run him up the middle because that's no. where the Patriots were stacked. But Bro, for some DJ. reason, but for some reason, the Patriots DBs were expecting something to come out of that uh, that last play, and they were right. I don't think there was necessarily. Um, it, it looked like they was anticipating a pass. I don't think they were necessarily anticipating one. I just think that once they realized that the quarterback was not um, handing the ball off and the receiver wasn't trying to block them. All they did was just cut off whatever lane that they had. Well, no, they talked beforehand. It was like if this dude crosses, you jump. They right. That, that's that's been noted. So they, right. That's what I'm. That's it, what I'm it was I mean, like I think if a pass was coming just, and they crossed, you stay there, you jump. I stay there, cover the guy, goes outside. Yeah, right. That, I mean, I think you see what the, they talked about. Right. You said the same thing, but in shorter words. I think right. we were pretty much saying the same thing. You're right. Like when they realized that they weren't blocking, they're just going to jump. Because on a run play, you know, everybody's going to put a hat on a hat. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't happen, Malcolm Butler knew exactly what to do. It just so happened that I don't even think he really even caught the ball. It looked like he jumped it so well, Russell Wilson threw the ball to his chest. That's Pretty how much. good it looked. <laughs> Pretty much. You know? you know, so it's like another like another case of point. We could talk about basketball for a second. What did... The um the Houston Rockets do in that game seven against the uh against the Golden State Warriors. They didn't have to jack up that many threes. They, they could have just slowed. They they could have just slowed the game down. It was already winning, but they they, they yeah they, they just up. kept jacking up shots. Jacking right, up same threes. thing. I, listen, I don't care what you're you're trying to c- secure the win, and if you're trying to c- c- secure that win, you have to do what works, not just not do what your identity tells you. Sometimes you have to get away from that. Look, perfect example. Another good one. Look what 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did that that year when they won. They had a game manager, obviously, but Mike Allstott, they fed him the ball when they rarely did that all season. But they fed him the ball because they know, like, look, we're going to run this clock down. Nobody don't want to tackle this guy. We're going to wear down the defense. And I think they averaged like 2.4, 2.5 yards a carry. But it wore down the defense throughout the playoffs, and they won a Super Bowl that way. They didn't and do they, that. All, they didn't do that all season. And then one other example would be, you know, ten, the Tennessee Titans going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they had eight, nine people in the box. But when your running back is rushing the way he's been rushing in the playoffs, you got to stick to him. You can't another, go away from him and expect Tannehill to get you out of the game because and, you're trying to outsmart the other team. And DJ, did we not just have a, a, a debate about this a few weeks ago about mm-hmm. what the Kansas City Chiefs did against Derrick Henry? They played right. out of their element, but they played what worked. That's not that's not the MO to put nine, eight in the box, yep. but they knew what they had to do to win. And that's what I said was – that's what I, don't I thought was going much, to happen because it was just like, yeah, everyone shits on the uh, Chiefs defense. I'm like, they don't have – they individually collect, – they collectively didn't have enough talent to be a good defense. But they had to schematically change something, and their mentality had to be different. I don't well, care yeah. how much I don't care how much you paying pay Tyran Matthew or Terrell Suggs or whatever. Yeah, they're good as individuals, but right now we're going to stack this box because we're trying to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. They're trying to win a ring, so they had to adjust. I don't see why people could defend what Kyle Shanahan did. I, I just don't get it. If you're talking about reg- once again, if you're talking about the regular season, I get it. He's getting paid 140 million. He should be able to sling that ball around in the regular season. That's what you're paying them to do. Playoffs. I kind of with you 50-50. But in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, no. We're going to do what works at this time. You're still making your money. We're going to get this tr- Lombardi trophy, and we're going to be good. You can you can be mad and pout all you want that you didn't get the MVP or you didn't get to sling that ball. We're sitting here trying to win a, a, a ring. You can fall back for all I care. And you know, you know the other sad part? The announcers were even questioning whether he trusted uh, – Garoppolo in the first place, and that's okay. That's okay. And, but you the thing what? was, but the thing was, it was just like, is he again going back to the? Oh, he's a he. Uh, Shanahan feels like he has something to prove, and I think that played that also played into his ears. Like, do you really can you like leave no doubt in the field that you trust your quarterback? Yeah, I can try. No, I'm gonna call this, these this, plays, and he's this, gonna... this would have been a perfect answer for that. I trust my quarterback wholeheartedly, but at that moment, we knew what we can do to keep the other quarterback on the sideline, and that's but what you, we're doing. But, but that's not Shanahan. I know <laughs> it's not, not, but I'm just saying. I know yeah, it's I'm not like, him. Right. That's the perfect answer. That's the perfect answer. I mean, like, look, there comes a time when you're trying to win a football game. Mm-hmm. And when, when even though, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking nothing away from Garoppolo. I'm not, because he had the talent. And I've seen – you look at his numbers. I've seen him put up numbers. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, you know you have running backs that are gashing this defense. Use them. Now, if and it made it worse, DJ. I can see if he tried to pass the ball on first down. I'll be like, okay, all right, I see what you're trying to do. I don't agree with it, but I see what you're trying to – The first play when they got the ball, they ran for five yards, DJ. They, they knew they could have got him. They could have had him with the run game. That may, that's what make it worse because we got evidence, not only what happened in with 28-3, to 3, we mm-hmm. have evidence to see that, look, you're making yards against them. Why go away from that? I, yeah, because 
Yeah, because they were running, they were running left, they were running right. They were, they was like a lot of horizontal runs, and then they would gash them maybe off tackle every now and then. But they were getting yards, and it was just like that. That, that you got middle, everybody involved in a run except for Brita, and um, the middle of the first quarter up until the first part of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they were doing good with the run game. Like I think it was a stat up. Like after, let me see if I can pull it up on Twitter so we can see it. Um, I, I was saying like after the ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, he only ran the ball twice. Here it is, right here. Oh, that's so small. Come on, let me see if I can get that bigger. All right, let's see. Come on, come on. All right. Oh, I can't get it bigger than that. That sucks. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna put it up here anyway. Y'all, y'all guys just gonna have to squint your eyes a bit. All right. I mean, this is like, it, this, I don't want to do that. This makes no sense. So people who are watching us, I, I'm pretty sure y'all can see that, right? Oh, I'm sure they should be able to see that. All right, it, it says it right here. Look, I'm going to put the, the curse on it. Look at this. Super Bowl 51, he was outscored 25 to nothing. Time of possession. Di- see, look, this is another thing. Time of possession difference was so small. Um, They ran four. Russian plays uh, then they ran less when he was on San Francisco. That's, that's what makes it. That's what make it worse. Look when you you outscore twenty one to nothing in the fourth quarter. And this look, it said inside four ten minutes of the fourth quarter, you ran the ball two times, and the last time you ran the ball, it was second. You got five yards. I don't. I don't understand. And then this time of possession. Could eat it. This is in a negative. That means the other team had the ball more than you. The way you were running the ball, you could have easily been on the plus side of that. So for people sitting there sitting just want to try to blame Garoppolo, no, listen. You have to run the plays that they tell you to play. I don't care what nobody say. I know um mm-hmm. Stephen A said this like Matt Ryan had the clout to change the play. No, it doesn't work like that with every team. You have to run the play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. It sounds good, but offensive coordinators ain't gonna. That mean, that's basically your boss. You're not gonna undermine your boss. I don't. I don't care what it looks like. It, it's just not gonna do that. But nevertheless, it's like the proof is in the pudding. I I, I don't have much else to say. Uh, you all you, uh, you want to I'm gonna get to the. I'm gonna get to the comments. Yeah. All I know is that if Kyle Shanahan had did had been a little bit like his father, they would have won that game. Because yeah. Mike, yeah. when he when they finally got when Denver got Terrell Davis, it was just like, oh, we don't have but, to be pass happy anymore. And he had this run system that man, he, he was just Greg, like, I'm going to run the ball down their throats. And that's him that. and Kubiak, that zone blocking was amazing. I mean, they right. made they made Mike Anderson look good. Mm-hmm. They made Terrell Davis look good. Clinton Portis, Kit Clinton Portis. What was the other guy? Tatum Bell. They met. They had, yeah, they had everybody. They had, they had guys looking really good. Hell, they even had Morris Claret looking good at one point. Shoot, and then when Shanahan, when when both of them were in Washington, it was Alfred Morris. I think before that, I met, I'm trying Bro. to figure out who else was there. But every running back, uh, they they were uh, they were they were successful. Right. That, I'm like, shoot. Um, if if they would have ran the ball a little bit more, RG three in his rookie year, he would have had a thousand yards. And right. they did, and they and they co-opted the whole uh, read option. So, 
you know what? First, I'm 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 Gary, another one. Yes, that was right another one. Landis, Landis Gary. Gary, another one. And then and DJ um three one three Detroit, you're absolutely wrong. I'm gonna put your um comment up. Stephen A was not right. It has been notified by by Orlando D. Ledbetter, the columnist in Atlanta, saying that they did not have the power because he got that straight out of the horse's mouth from Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn saying that he did not have the power to change the place. Trust me, I'm an Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcon fan. I, I followed them. I know this. Go check D. Uh, D Orlando Ledbetter uh, on that. Also, Carl Duke said the same thing. Um. Uh. Oh, who was there before? Um. Yeah, because there's not a lot of quarterbacks that that, that has it's that not power. and it's not even about the clout. It's what's the system uh, pr- uh predicated on. It's only two quarterbacks I know that had that power. It was um Peyton Manning and 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 Tom Brady. Drew Brees don't even have that power. That just goes <laughs> to show you what it, Drew is the only two I known. I've known Peyton Manning to do it, and I known Tom Brady to do it. I've never heard of any other quarterback that could just change a play like that. Why? I I don't I don't know what you're talking. I'm like about. If, if here's here's the thing. If anything else, uh, they have the power of the, of the two plays that they're probably given, the two options that they're given. But where are the options coming from? The coach. So, right. trust me. Trust. I'm not even gonna put that comment up. But trust me, if he would have done it, what would have happened to him? Trust me. They would they would have done something. I mean, you don't undermine, especially if the play went wrong. I mean, I'm not. I don't get me wrong. I agree with you. He should have changed the play. I I, I, I agree. But we just I'll, know what protocols in place. Now, I'll let's you, say this, I'll bring up something from the past, and this cost the Redskins pretty much the Super Bowl against the Raiders back in the day. Uh, going into halftime. If Joe Theismann would have followed the play call that was on the field instead of going rogue, we would have gone in. That that intercept, that pick six wouldn't have never happened. Joe Gibbs, uh, to this day, would say that if Joe Theismann hadn't been a bonehead, we wouldn't have had a momentum loss. But this is, but this is another thing, DJ. Mm-hmm. Even if they already have a plan in place to not change plays at the line, what Matt Ryan is going to say to change the play? Like he's going to call a play and, and and everybody's going to look around like, what are you doing? We don't have that in place. The receivers and the running back, and we're like, what the hell are you calling? Yeah, because a lot of lot of lot of the plays that are called are actually locked in with maybe internal options, but you don't get like a wholesale audible, right? Like you would in a Madden game or even games in the past. Like you had teams that you would see wholesale audibles and they would be able to make their changes, but. That's what offenses were doing. Now, with offenses of today, the options are internal to the play that's being called. They're, and like you have RPO more, that gives you runner pass option, and that that's pretty much the extent it, 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 of what most quarterbacks have these. Right. Days. It's more like a formation style change instead of like changing everything around. Right. You know. And like you hear all those kill calls, and then you know you'll see like a maybe a Larry call. They won't say Larry, but they'll say something to indicate, "Hey, we're switching a side, or or we're calling a hot route." But they're not changing the whole play. Right, they're not changing a pass from a run. Like I said, the only ones I know who do that was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I've I've never seen any other quarterback do that. Like I like I said, I I haven't seen Philip Rivers. I haven't even seen him do it. I'm gonna be honest with you. We can talk all. Of, Pat Mahomes don't even do that. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's it's just most some some offenses just not they're not linked to doing that. 
maybe if it may be another maybe russell wilson has that power maybe hmm. and i'm just guessing because they they know the type of quarterback he is and he has a run for his life so he may have that 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 clout to do that but some offenses aren't like that let's see let's let's look at um some uh okay optimus goop say nfl needs their next big coach and shanahan is on the i'm not taking nothing away from shanahan being a head coach i think he's a good head coach he just needs to learn to not make these type of moves Boy. in certain games he's well, a phenomenal I, coach i don't think he coaches bad at all to me it just seems like he just need in those moments he needs to get out get out of his own way right he gets out of his own way he has a super bowl or possibly two of them no uh, trust me I firmly believe, and I'm not saying this as a Falcons fan. I know for certain, after that Julio Jones catch, if there if that turned into because that catch was phenomenal, that that catch basically that that kind of demoralized him because I think it was like a third and eleven or something like that. it was a phenomenal catch. If they would have got some points off of that, that would have changed the tide of that game. And yeah, Brady would have probably got a touchdown, but you're down by eleven. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a whole different ball game instead of. You know, kicking a, you know, and and don't let it be them running the ball and they get a touchdown. This really game over. So, I definitely believe that they would have got the Super Bowl on that one. Now this one, they might not have won because it still was like six minutes left and it was a closer game. But they could have been on their way. I think the probability, I think the probability was like ninety some percent. So it, it would have been a little bit easier. The only reason why I would say no because of the defense. Were just letting Pat Mahomes get a lot of shit. They really were, you know, and and they weren't playing the defense like they're supposed to. So, definitely the first one. The second one, I I I don't know. Um, Optimus Goop also say McVay went to bed last year in the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna put that on McVay. I'm not. I'm not. I, I think Jared well, Goff. Well, Jared Goff had he had like three chances up. to throw a touchdown pass, and he hold he, up. But remember, they were also dealing. I, I don't know what was going on with uh with with uh, damn what's the running back's name? I'm like forgetting. Oh, Gurley, Todd Gurley. Yeah, with Todd Gurley with his knee, like they kept that. It, it was like the underlying story was what was going on that they weren't calling these plays. They weren't calling these run plays. They weren't even using them in the passing game. He was just like, they had to, they had to go to uh, CJ Anderson. And, but by then he couldn't even do anything, but it was still a close game. It was like 10 to three. And, and, and Jared Goff threw that interception. It was a very terrible throw. I mean, he had the, the the receiver had Stephen Gil, uh, Stephon Gilmore beat. It was just a bad throw. I mean, Jared Goff just did not play a good game in the, in the, at the, in the long run. And I, I'm not going to put it on McVay because McVay didn't call bad plays. Jared Goff just couldn't execute. Now, you 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 flipped that against when they played against the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Jared Goff looked like he was on fire. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what happened? So, yeah, McVay, you can give him some blame, but Jared Goff was really the one that that, that was just terrible. Mm. Um, Let's see. I don't see any other. I don't see any other one I can see. Uh, I guess we can close that one out. Any last words? <sighs> Get out of your own way, and you would have had a Super Bowl by now. At least one. Mm-hmm. At least one, because I mean, like, as a Falcon fan, speaking as a Falcon fan, that one hurt because we saw how it happened, and it had it happened so gradually and so slow, and we always just looking like. We could have been up by 11 instead of being down by three 
all of a sudden. I mean, yeah, we could have been up by 11 instead of them tying the game all of a sudden. I just I just don't understand it. Um, hmm. let, Let's jump to the next topic. Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser. I know everybody here played Grand Theft Auto, right? Everybody yep. know? They may have looked at the credits and looked at Dan Hauser's name. Les Benzies is another guy that really put this thing together called Grand Theft Auto. Um, also, um, Bully. Um, uh, what's the Red Dead Redemption? Uh, he's leaving in March. And he's leaving Rockstar in March after taking an extended break. I think he was worn out after the release of um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. So he took a break and... Um, Oh, also he put out he helped put out the Max. Oh, he was the lead writing of Red Dead Redemption, Bully, and Max Payne Three. Okay, Max Payne Three is a really great game. Um, he put the uh, put all he, he basically helped put everything together and turned Rockstar Games into probably like one of the biggest, um, biggest studios, if not the number one studio in all in gaming because once they drop a, a game everything stops no other game wants to come out around that same time um the game sells like crazy even with red dead redemption 2 it's slight issues it did phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. we're not even gonna talk about um grand theft auto is is almost like a gamer's national holiday when that game comes out max Payne one two and three was really good max Payne three was really really good and then um it's just that I don't know what this means for Rockstar, but um, maybe they'll continue to push on to make great games. But this is one half of a great, you know, creative mind that put all these games together. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. So what are your thoughts? Well, I'm like, first of all, I didn't pay attention to the credits. I didn't even know who Dan Hauser was, honestly. So you can put Expose, you can put L's in the chat. But I loved all the game, the Grand Theft Auto games, uh, Red Dead Redemption games. Max Payne 3 was great. And, you know, this was this man's passion. So it, um, he has a lot of writing credits to the to these games. So they, they, it's a big loss. I mean, his brother Sam is still going to be uh, – his role is, is still uh, as the company president that role hasn't changed. So okay. his brother is still going to be there, but you know, Dan, they founded uh, rockstar together in 1998. So I'm going to, it's a big loss. I'm going to see how his brother holds out. I don't know. I'm like, his brother could follow suit or he could just hang in there just to keep the brand going, but it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be the same. Yeah, I think it's going to be a slightly different. We may see a slight fall off, but hell, a slight fall off for Rockstar Games is still better than a lot of these games out here. Oh, God. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's a big loss because you you really want to continue to see them go higher and higher and get better and better. You really want to see them do something phenomenal every time a game drops. But when you lose half of what made Rockstar, I mean, I ain't going to say, well, you can say half what made Rockstar in a third of what mm-hmm. made you know the the writing and 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 uh, and the gameplay and all the, and all the creativity there it, it's it's going to be a little different with him not being there because it was him Sam and Les Benzies like there's another guy nobody really knows about mm-hmm. I think I think Les is still there but nevertheless it, it's going to be a loss but I mean like I just said you know if they they you know a half ass <coughs> Rockstar game is better than maybe seventy five percent of the games out now. 
Yeah, because I, I played Grand Theft Auto when it was originally on PC. The so top down? Playing the top down view. That was, <laughs> that was some crazy times. I was like, what the hell is this game? And I'm sitting there running over people. You hit up. Right, Because right. there was no voices. No, no, it was just it was just mumbling. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 2 on Dreamcast and um I remember the uh the London edition? Yeah, 1969, yeah. Uh it was like it kind of like there was a track that played in uh, Austin Powers uh the Spy Who Shagged Me. That was that right. was the that was theme the right there. Yeah, cuz a lot of people started playing you know, Rockstar Games once Grand Theft Auto 3 hit. That was the game that really put them on the map because Yeah, that was top- the top down, the top down Grand Theft Auto finally went full 3D. Now you can mm-hmm. still play that top down version in Grand Theft Auto Three. They still have that. They still have that that camera you can play. But once they went down to the ground and it was 3D and it was like a whole living world. I mean that that you talk about one of the reasons why the PlayStation Two sold a lot of units. Don't get me wrong. You mm-hmm. had your God of Wars. You had the Twisted Metals. But in 2001. When Grand Theft Auto 3 came out and it was ex- at, that, at that time it was exclusive to the PlayStation 2, everybody wanted to get it then. I mean, it was it was just so many factors that made the PS2 popular, but trust me, that boosted a lot. Yeah, and then when they found out you could bang hookers in the game, yeah, that <laughs> it really took off after that. So, right. you know, that was I don't think there's any other game that you can that put that type of feature in the game and was able to get away with it. Through the, I think ever since Grand Theft Auto Three, get away with it. Well, I don't think uh, San Andreas had the hot coffee, and and that took it way much a step further. Well, that's way. yeah, because they they literally had the function in the game, and then they dropped it at the last second. But you know, modders were able to uncover it. Yeah, if you if you have, I will tell you this: if you have the early version of Grand Theft Auto um, San Andreas, and I'm talking, I think it's the. I think it's the early. I I, I want to say it's the blue disc version, but I'm not. I don't think it's the blue disc version. Mm-hmm. But it's like the early copies. The hot coffee mod, or not mod, but just hot coffee is in the game. They took it out after that. That version of the game was sold in Walmart, mm-hmm. and parents went back to Walmart like, "What the fuck, y'all?" And you know, Walmart was like, "Oh no, we can't have this." And um, they went and they changed it after that, but um. I mean, not to mention, you know, you had Vice City come around like Optimus Goob was putting in the chat. Mm-hmm. Vice City was amazing as well. Um, I really think they need to go back to that at some point. And, and San Andreas is my favorite one out of all of them. San Andreas was, that was the game. And I can always go back to that game and play it and have a great time. Yeah, San Andreas had that because the other staple of the game was the radio stations. That oh, yeah. I'm like, you want to talk about bringing a game to life with the uh, living worlds? Oh, sorry, EA. Um, <laughs> and with the radio channels and stuff like that. When you, San Andreas, I felt like had a perfect soundtrack with the radio stations. You can't beat that. No, no, you can't. I mean, and not only with San Andreas, they didn't have just radios. I think they had they had infomercials. They, they had a not, political talk show. Yeah, but, they had a little bit. And I think I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. They didn't have a radio station for each city, did they? Because you know they had three cities in San Andreas. But no, I think they. It was, just, it was one for the whole state. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because I don't know why I was thinking that they had one for San Francisco or San Fierro and one. Yeah, for they. Minnesota. Yeah, they just what they had. They had the different stations. And they had different types of stations. Like they had, had different your, types like, of the cities, you know, but they didn't have a, a, right. a whole different. They didn't have a whole different radio 
station for each city. They just had different different uh, stations for each city. It, like one. It basically one. matched the demographics that were in the game. Right so there you, you go. Had, there like you go, your Hispanic channel, like you not they, they were talking Spanish, but you seen like artists that were Hispanic. The Latin, they had the yeah, know, they had the, the Latin ones, and then they had the the country ones for the outskirts. And but then they had hip hop and R and B. So because main characters were African American, you're talking about. LA around that area, talking about right. gang violence and stuff like that. So you had your rap uh radio station for the gangster rap, and then you had your CSR because you talking about this was in the 90s, that's when RB was king. New Jack Swing and all right, that. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, these guys were flat out, they're they're flat out geniuses. The guys here that, that are a rock star, not mm-hmm. only with the Grand Theft Auto series, you see what they did with Red Dead Redemption. You see what they did with Bully, Max Payne 3. Let's not even talk about, they can even get into sports too. They did table tennis as well. <laughs> you know, <and> table, tennis, <laughs> table tennis was pretty good. And not only that, they took what 2K did in top spin, put it in Grand Theft Auto 5, and made a phenomenal, they made a phenomenal yep. tennis game in Grand Theft Auto 5, which is mm-hmm. just as good. <laughs> And then to this day, I swear, I think Grand Theft Auto V is still in the top 10 in sales, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the game has been out since 2013, seven years later. And it's just phenomenal what they're doing with that with that series. And I don't think you can beat their online component in Grand Theft Auto V because they keep putting out stuff. That's another thing. I was about to say, that's another thing that they're, they're, the online is just amazing as well. I don't, I don't know. It's just mm. it's just something that um it's gonna make me jump back on the online uh portion of that game. Start like doing whatever. That you, like, you better you be gotta, you better you better be careful because them guys online now are just they're just world beaters right now. They well got yeah because they're that. like a thousand rank uh, right and they, level. And they got, I'm like at five. Yeah, I think I'm like a <laughs> I think I'm like at twenty one or something like like that. they're master heist uh. Robbers and stuff like that, and I'm yeah, just you go like, a, there, like a lone thug. Yeah, if you go there, you better make friends with them and try to level up quick. <laughs> but yeah, on PC is just phenomenal. I think they even, I think they got banned for it, but they even created a, a, a whole a Liberty City from Grand Theft Auto Four in 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 the game, and they got banned for it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it I, I think it's one of the most it's the, one of the best games ever created. Um, I highly recommend getting it in your collection, even if you're not a collector. Get that game because um, there are rumors of Grand Theft Auto 6 coming out, but as of right now, I don't see anything topping that game as far as the open world sandbox game. It's just phenomenal. Um, All right, so with that being said, here we are. The moment that everyone's been waiting for. First of all, before we get there, people... <laughs> Let uh, we're going to talk about what teams we're going to pick for the XFL, and um, I'm gonna put this up on the screen because I was already ready for this, and um, I need to uh, I need to let y'all know. I mean, I want you guys to let us know what team you're deciding to the to, to root for. Is these all eight teams? No, DC. There's seven of them. No, that's eight. One, two, three, four. I only see seven. Oh, there's the Dallas <laughs> Renegades. There we go. There we go. Let me see if I can uh. There we go. We can get all eight in there. Yeah, there we go. Got all eight in there. Let us know what teams you're going to pick, and I'm going to let you know what I'm going to pick. I know Pooh already said he's going um, the uh, NY Guardians, New York Guardians. Um, mm-hmm. King David, I, I can't remember what you said. NY Kia said the Houston Roughnecks. 
Um, DJ, you always know he's going with the DC Defenders. Yep. Um, Damn Marvel heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a team, go ahead. I'm gonna let you know what team I'm going to pick. I already I, I figured out what team I'm going to um, what team I picked last night. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about these schedules, and we're going to actually look at some of these teams. And uh, oh, King David already said he's picking up the Guardians as well. He put it in the Discord. Oh, so he got two Guardians. So we got two Guardians. We got um one DC Defender. Uh, we got one Houston Roughneck, and um nobody else is actually putting up a team. I guess they haven't been following it. That's fine. But um we're going to cover the XFL. That's what we're going to. Wait, be wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Clawface, what? you're you're a Redskins fan. Why are you going with Dallas for? Oh wow, he did pick the Dallas. Clawface wow, picked Dallas. You are hey, you not know what? A lot, a lot of people are picking the Dallas Dallas to win the championship, though. They really are. Man, fuck the Renegades. <laughs> yeah, we're carrying this beef from the NFL to the XFL. Fuck Dallas. All right, uh, I'm gonna let you know what team I'm gonna pick. Uh, anybody know who Nick Freaks Gerald is? Yes, no. Well, he's a quarterback. He's from my area in, in Savannah, Georgia. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Tadal says he's taking the L.A. team, so he's picking the L.A. Wildcats. Tadal, you're from the California, right? I think he is from California. But um, a lot of, you know, Nick Fitzgerald is from my area. I think he went to a high school, like a county over from me. He's a, he's a um, big quarterback star. In, in the area. He did have time in the NFL. He did play at Ole Miss. He's like 6'5", 240. And um, he's uh, also a very mobile quarterback. Um, and his team also has pretty good running backs as well. And we're going to talk about them. I am picking the St. Louis Battlehawks. That's the team that I'm picking mm-hmm. to root for. I hope um, they finish in last place. but um... Shut up. And... Um, <laughs> Actually, I like what Dallas will finish in last place, but we're just. I, I'm picking the St. Louis Battle Hawks. I like who they have. Um, um, their wide receiver coach is um Azakim, and I like the running. I like the um the passing game. There's Nick Fitzgerald right there. He played at Mississippi State. Um, and like I say, he's a um. He's a he's a local guy from us, for us here in 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 the lower part of Georgia. Been following him ever since he was in high school. Um, I do like the running game that they have. Let's see, what's the running back? Not, not, not Leonard Tilly. Uh, Matt Jones is their running back, oh, so I God. like that. He's gonna be fumbling the ball a lot. Shut up! I'm telling you, <laughs> man. I like the fumbles. I, I like Will Hill at safety. I like him as well. Shoot, we got Matt Elam. He's better. Oh, uh, what's the other? Uh, and they got Christine Michael from Texas A&M. So I like the running game, and I like the quarterback. And I also like the fact that Azakim is their wide receiver coach. And they have some pretty good, they have some big receivers. For one, they have LaDamian Washington, 6'4", 216 from Missouri. They also have another one, Carlton Ozdowski, I guess. I guess how you say that. He's six foot six. Yeah. yeah, he's six foot six out of Rutgers, 220. And uh, like I said, big physical quarterback, six foot five, 227. Um, I've looked at a little bit of the defense as well. So, um, this is the team that I'm rocking with. Wait a minute, uh, hold up. Scroll back up. Okay, what am I looking at? This guy, Jones, this DB from Finlay, that's a college? That's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Uh, maybe it's <laughs> Harold. a division. His name is Harold. <laughs> yeah, maybe a division three or something. I don't know. 
Finlay. Will Hill is a safety. Dexter McCall, 264, 224. They got some big physical guys on this team. And like I said, the quarterback kind of got me in to um, wanting to, wanting this team to uh, succeed. And, and I, I like the fact he's a local guy. Um, I know uh, um, what's his name? Aaron Murray, the quarterback from Georgia. He's down there in Tampa Bay. And um, I'm not really um, feeling him because they, they even got him on third string. Uh, so Jake Campos is playing for them. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, Weston Sachs, Saxton, West Saxton. I mean, I said that backwards. So I, I, I like I like what they have here. So I'm rooting for the the St. Louis Battlehawks, and um, that's the team that I'm picking. Uh, King David said he was considering DC, but I'm not impartial to those those uniform. I like the Guardians unis, and there are quite a few names I recognize in, in why. See, I kind of you know recognize some games from, some teams from uh from St. Louis. So, um, with that being said, let's go back. I want to look at the scheduling. Here's the schedule. Seattle is playing DC um, on ABC on Saturday. Yep. We're LA playing. Oh, go that, that game is going to be at Audi Field. So if you've watched the MLS game, that's where the games are going to be held. It's okay. Be glorious. LA's playing Houston. Um, so Tadal, your team is playing NYK's team. That's going to be funny. Yeah, um, Tampa Bay is playing NY, so King David and um, King David and uh, Spectacular Pooh. Your team is um, going up against, up against uh, what is his name? Um, oh, goodness. <laughs> Jay Thomas. I can't believe I forgot his name. Jay Thomas, he's rooting for Tampa Bay. Yeah, he hasn't been here today. I'm surprised. You're going up against his team, and my team is going up against Quayface team. Uh, St. Louis going up against oh, Dallas. Well, I can't say I hope that game ends in a tie because there's no ties in the XFL. There's no ties in the XFL. There will a winner will be determined. Yeah, so I, I'm 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 hoping that St. Louis pulls that out against Dallas. Dallas is the um Dallas is the favorite from what I heard. Dallas is the favorite to win it all against um in in, in the first season. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, it's kind of also interesting that. They have um, Fox, ABC, and ESPN, um, FS1, FS2. Mm-hmm. They got um, they got some pretty good uh, pull with some of these networks because the AAF had problems pulling um, networks, and they were actually, you know, partnership with the NFL. I'm actually surprised well, that. I'm not because Vince McMahon already has a partnership with Fox with the rest well, of Well, that so is true. That You're kinda... absolutely right. That kind of hooks in, so it was just it was easy breezy from there. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, so I'm looking. I'm I'm definitely looking at let's see week because that's when we run into Dallas. They what have to come up. They they have to come up here. Week six, Dallas has to come up here. So uh, good. That's gonna be funny. I I would like to go to a game because I've I've been to one other game that wasn't an NFL game that wasn't a college game. That was a CFL game. I forgot Baltimore was playing somebody, <laughs> and they got beat, but they were playing some nice Michael Jackson music. But, you know, CFL action live is actually very exciting to watch. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I know this is a little off topic a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm going to put this up real quick. So, Tadal, you're from, you live in Cali, but you're from Macon, Georgia. That's interesting because, see, I'm from Savannah, so we were like two hours of, we were about two hours apart from each other. I went to school in Statesboro. 
which is um pretty much almost halfway, unless if you want to say Dublin is halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. You're from Macon, Georgia. Hey, I got a pretty good basketball team down there in college. I mean, you know, Macon has a pretty good college basketball team down there. It's a, med- it's a medical school too, and they they play good ba- basketball. That's pretty interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Spectacular Pooh said he's picking the Guardians because of the logo. Um, King David said that as well. He liked the logo, the Gargoyle theme. Uh, he also said that Vince is throwing money into this. Yeah, and you know what? Rightfully so. He threw money into it the last time. The problem was with the XFL, the XFL wasn't bad football. It was just the fact that they threw too much stuff into the football. I mean, because you had players there that was actually pretty good, and some of them ended up having pretty good NFL careers after the XFL. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't the talent, it wasn't the actual. Well, some of the well, rules they, are kind of some well, of the rules they, are kind of asinine, though. They also threw their they they mixed the wrestling in, and yeah. that's when it started going downhill. Because the Rock introduced what is it? What was the Rock that introduced the first game and he whatever, and then they started throwing some other stuff into it, and it was just like you know what, nah, that's, yeah, that's, it's a little it was too, much over too the top. gimmicky. Yeah, it was, yeah. Way, it was too much over the top. I think this right here. I think Vince is actually trying to, I mean, he said it when he first started talking about it, he said, look, we're going to give you guys traditional football, but we're going to give you, you know, a little twist on things. And so far I like the, I actually like some of the rules. They're not crazy or over the top, nothing crazy. And that's another thing we forgot. We said, we're going to talk about the replay. We're going to do that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about that on Thursday, but, um, I like the fact that they have their rules in place. They're actually going to be just different. I think we're getting traditional football when, you know, but it's just going to be different. And I think that's okay. It's funny because I think it's going to start off just like, you know, the AFL did. Uh, not the, the AEF. AEF. Yeah, AEF started. That first big hit was just like, oh, here I we think, go. I think that got a lot of people's attention. Cause mm-hmm. that when once that hit went viral on Twitter, you started seeing people from ESPN, like mm-hmm. like commentators from ESPN. You had Shannon Shop said, "Hold up, they hitting like that over there." <laughs> now, I remember right. him tweeting that out. He was like, "Oh, they hitting like that," and all of a and sudden, the thing was, it it was a hit on the quarterback with no flag, so it was just like, "Yes, here I we mean, go." Right. I mean, the helmet went one way, the football went another way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like like that caught people's attention. Like, okay. They're going to actually be playing football. And it was still a little rust. I think after week three, you started getting some really good football. And then, you know, the bottom fell because people ran off with the money. You know, because, I mean, I think they had the potential to be some pretty good football, a pretty good football league. But, you know, they they, they did an IMV gaming on them. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, Tadal said he moved out there when he was very young. Okay, so he doesn't have too many um, memories of, of making Georgia. Making Georgia. I don't have too many memories of either. We usually pass through there when we was going to Atlanta, but um, yeah, uh, nevertheless. Um, when you look at the schedule, um, I'm, I'm, I'm primarily just focused on week one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess we can take the time to actually look at the rosters on throughout the next couple of days and actually make a, a few picks on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I think Thursday is a pretty good spot because they don't have any Thursday night football or anything like that. Shit, thank God. Well, I take that back. Week ten, they're going to be doing Thursday foot Thursday night football. 
Week nine they're starting it actually. Now I, I wonder how they would do that. Would they pick the teams that played on Saturday instead of Sunday? Because I it would only be right. Like pick the team that played like like let me I see, see what you're saying. Like whoever played Sunday should not play on Thursday. I got you. Yeah. Oh um, well, actually that's not true because when they started what, week nine, it's you look at you look at week the, nine, look at Dallas. Yeah, and Dallas is Houston. playing and Houston is playing. They're both playing on Sunday, so throw that out the window. Right. And then so you look that's at, gonna be a rough game. Right. And then you look at week ten, you got <laughs> no LA, pun intended. And then, then you look at week 10, look at week nine. LA's playing Seattle. Oh, God. And then they got to go to Dallas on week 10. So, yeah, that's kind of. Well, they are already putting the screws to Dallas. Right, right. <laughs> well, not really. That, that week, Dallas will be playing on Thursday, and then they play again on Thursday. So, Dallas actually gets a whole yeah, week they get, off. Yeah, they get a pretty, they get a pre- pretty good extended week. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's so- just going into the pub. Yeah, they are setting this team up to win the. Yeah, they're going to give them that. Yeah. Uh, so we like I said tomorrow and Thursday we're gonna focus on what what rosters they have and I guess we'll make a pick. I mean obviously I'm picking St. Louis to beat um your 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 team on uh, Sunday. Mm. I'm, I'm already picking that regardless of what they pick. But I'm gonna look at Tampa Bay and L.A. and New York and Dallas and the Seattle and Houston. I'm gonna try to get some educated picks and then we'll we'll just start you know we'll we'll tally up a, um a record and we'll make it count. Unfortunately, hopefully Bills will be here, but I'm not sure. Nevertheless, we're still going to we'll, we'll stick with it. Um, so, um, before we go, um, we could do a quick Q and A, and also I have a question. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, uh, how well do you think the XFL will succeed their first year? I'm giving it a seven, maybe eight. What, what about you, DJ? I probably I'll keep it at a seven. Yeah, I, I think. think. I, I don't think it's going to bomb and be like a three or anything. I think seven is fair. So anybody in the chat, you know, give us a scale of one to ten how well you think they're going to do. And also put your questions in the chat um, if you if you want to as well. So uh, I'll tell you this much. For, for the D.C. team, I won't be listening to the local radio broadcast team. It consists of 106.7, the Klan. Whoa, so what, I'm what, not what, going what, to listen what, to that radio broadcast anytime soon. What? What? <laughs> Their actual, their actual real name is the 106.7, the fan or 107, whatever it is. It that people make fun of them because they always make they always like go after the black quarterbacks that we've had. Oh, I thought so, they was yeah. actually I thought they was actually KLAN. I'm about to say what? Well, yeah, we we've we've been a lot of us have been going after them, calling them the clan because they always take shots at like they took shots at Robert Griffin. They took they taking shots at Dwayne Haskins. So they kind they earned that one because they <laughs> they had the kitty gloves for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm trying to figure out some other quarterbacks. Uh, I got I got I got some ratings in the chat. We're gonna hit too. Oh okay. Oh, oh I, see, finish, I see. No no no, that was it. No. All right, uh, King David. I'm gonna talk. To, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put his chat out here first. He said Mike Bracovi got murdered in the AF. Still failed. I'm gonna be honest. I can. I, I'm gonna sound ignorant. I don't know who Mike Bracovi is. But... That was the quarterback that got that got hit. In the first game. Oh, he got that kind of murdered. Okay. I, yeah, he got uh, murdered, and AF and the AAF got robbed. Hey, 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 King David, he got hit like he got he got hit like Bedex be hitting people on, on NCAA on eight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Optimus Goop says a six. I think I think that is uh that's that's fair. Tadal mm-hmm. also says six or a seven. It look like everybody is um. King David says seven. 
Quayface says seven. I think everybody's like being little, you know, they're giving a little positive vibes, but which, they're not going over the top. Which think, is good. You want to go in with tempered expectations for this leap because you don't know how long it's going to last. Right. And it, and it sucks because it seems like they got everything together, but you see what happened with the AAF and you see what happened with the XFL beforehand. It mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of tempers your expectations because even when the AF started, I had I had very high expectations for it. I I admit I thought it was gonna be especially when I started seeing certain players who was actually in it. I was like, okay, this could be a pretty good league, and and it started to catch legs like after week three or week four, like what I thought it was gonna be. But it was like, you know, you see what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Spectacular Pooh actually says an eight. Okay, he says eight. It's interesting. I think anything between six or eight is actually, you know, eight is a little generous, but I think anyway around six to eight is more realistic. I think I think that's I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I said, we we're I, and and I know some people was out here really saying that they're not going to watch or whatever. Stop lying. And I, I I I understand people have like their little fit about what happened with the XFL before, but I'm telling you. If a few good things happen, and it don't have to be a lot, like we said with the AF, that one hit, that one hit got a whole bunch of people wanting to watch. You in, know in the, the AF. You know what so, that remind me of? All the people that? that said they were going to protest the NFL because of what they were doing to uh, Colin Kaepernick, but right. chose to watch the NFL anyway. Right. It's, exactly. it's going to be just like that. I'm telling you, all it all it takes is a, a, a few good plays, and you see some good football playing. Hell, even if you start seeing bad football, they're going to go there just so they can clown. So you're going to watch it regardless. Because mm-hmm. people tried it. They tried to clown the AAF, and, and I understand it. A lot of And it wasn't necessarily bad football because the talent wasn't there. Those A lot of those guys showed off their talent at the end, but in the front front end of it, we can all – me and DJ play football. We're not like football aficionados or anything. We're not like experts. But we can obviously see guys who were who didn't practice a lot – who didn't get everything down pat before the season started. A lot of those guys just went out there after maybe two, maybe two and a half weeks of practice, and then showed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a lot of rust. It wasn't like a lot of guys were, like, just bad. A lot of drop passes, missed routes. You know, I mean, it, it happens. And, and be honest, it might happen in, you know, it might even happen with, uh, with, with this the first week. Yeah, because the one thing that they haven't been showing off is some of the you – know, they have been, but only in clips of the other uh, scrimmages that they've been having with each other. So they've already been scrimmaging, but, you know, everyone knows. Everyone who plays football understands the game speed difference between scrimmages, that's control, versus actual game, official game. So I want to make a retraction. Uh, I know uh, I said that me and you play each other, but your team versus my team on week one, but I had the thing scrolled down. I thought week five was week one. I'll take that back. But I did say it before then. Mm-hmm. I did say St. Louis was playing Dallas. So me and uh, Quayface is going against each other. So I'll see you on week five. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to retract that. Um, who made a good point? Questions, people. If you got any questions, um, put them in the chat. It's going to take a good return for it to happen, like a kick return. Those kick return rules could get people watching to be on. You know what? That's a great point because the way the kick return rules are that, you know, the defense is actually in the territory of the uh, of the receiving team. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody do break a touchdown off of that, that could be actually pretty exciting. So, yeah, that, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Or let's say if, if one game did go into overtime in week one. That could mm. be another thing. I wonder which game would it be. Because yeah, I would, uh, not only I would, that, 
You know what? You know what, DJ? Mm-hmm. Something as simple as a replay challenge could get people. Um, oh yeah, because people are going to be able to listen in. They're going to see what what the referees are going to be th- are talking about. They, they're going to see and hear what the referees are going to be talking. And, about. And, and that's what happened with the. Remember when the AAF did the same thing mm-hmm. when they had their first challenge? A lot of people was like, "Wait a minute, they're doing it like this," and and all of a sudden people watch the rest of the game because of that. Because mm-hmm. it's just something that small could change people's opinion. Because listen. The, the 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 United States of America and some parts of Canada, no no shade to them. We love football, and if it's on TV and if it's if it's decent football, we're going to watch. You're not going to be that guy with your arms folded in front of your computer or in front of your TV talking. About, I ain't watching that shit because of the XFL. While everybody else on Twitter talking about it, you're you're not going to be that guy. Mm. No, you're not going to be that stubborn. I don't buy it. Um. No questions? Nobody got any questions? Yay, nay, none? DJ, you got anything? I really don't have much. I'm probably going to tune into this, uh, this, uh, damn, I forgot what it's called. State of the Union. Oh, yeah, that comes on at nine, don't it? Yeah. I might watch it too. I'm not, I just want to see how much I'm going to laugh to it. That's, yeah, that's I, all I, I mean. I, I mean, listen. I'm not heavy into politics, but I do follow it because uh, I I don't want to be the ignorant guy that don't know shit when shit hits the fan. I, I've always wanted to be that guy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that dumbass guy. Like, wait, they did what? No, I I always keep an ear to what's going on, and and, and I just keep it in the back of my mind as I live my life. So, um, but this one for some reason with all the stuff that's been going on, I think I'm gonna tune into it because it's kind of dry on TV anyway, so it won't hurt. So, um, I think I'm gonna do that. Um. Another thing, speaking of politics, I know I know a lot of people don't talk about you know stuff like this. And yeah, the kinda, watch numbers just drop because we. Yeah, I know it, 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 it's kind of way it's kind of way left, but um, seriously, um, it's been a rough 2020, honestly, and I'm, I'm gonna keep this really short. You had the situation with Kobe Bryant, Chris Dolman, the the linebacker, I mean the um, defensive guy from um, defensive end, the, the defensive end. From the Vikings, he passed away, and I know, you know, the the next person I'm talking about has nothing to do with sports, and he didn't pass or anything. But um, a lot of people may not look at that. We already lost a, a, a lost a viewer that quick. That's what um, I'm saying. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, Rush Limbaugh um was diagnosed with lung cancer, and I don't really listen to him like that. But I consider him one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like I like talking behind the microphone because. When I was interested in talk radio or when I was interested in doing a, a, a something like that, it wasn't even called podcasts. This is when I was doing the discussions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this passion way before um, Twitter or, you know, even before YouTube. I wanted to do this way back in the late 90s or whatever. But when I learned about talk radio, I always tried to figure out who did this stuff the best and who did it really well. Say what you want about his guy, his politics, the things that he say, but he's brilliant behind the microphone, and it sucks, you know, for anybody to have that type of diagnosis landed on them, and it sucks. I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say I'm pulling and praying for him because I don't know him like that, mm-hmm. but you know, when when you have people, you know, take joy in stuff like that because you have a difference of opinion, it's just disgusting. I'm sorry, I don't I don't I don't listen to Rush like that. I have listened to him before and I don't know everything about him. People saying he's racist and all this other stuff. And he says stuff in code. I mean, 
I know the the things when I listen to certain topics when it comes to politics. And remember, I keep my ear to politics. And I not only I listen to I listen to NPR, I listen to you know the the other side of talk radio when it comes to the different types of political stuff. But it's not one time I don't know, you know. It's not one time I, I actually said that he was off his rocker when certain things he said. He's a brilliant man when it comes to conservatism. And a lot of us live a conservative life and don't even know it because some people don't take the time to figure out what it is. But um, I maybe listened to him maybe 10, maybe 20 times since I've heard of him back in, I've really known about him in 2003. And the times I listened to him were like when it was like big, uh, big topics going on in politics and and i noticed he has a, he has a brilliant mind he's a, he's a smart guy and he's very talented at what he does when he t- when he commentates on things and and it's one of the reasons why i, I like doing what i do because i want to emulate the style because you don't get 28 30 million viewers or listeners to your your radio you know show because you're you you're you're dummy and you don't know what you're talking about. You may disagree. He may say things that that hurt certain ethnic groups and this that and the third, but he knows what he's doing. And I want to emulate that because I want to have those type of listeners on this podcast. I want not those type of listeners, but that that type those type of numbers. So it sucks that he he has lung cancer. It sucks that anybody has it. You know, just you know. Mm. Not only just with him, you know, the Kobe Bryant situation, you know, Chris Dolman, um, not only with um, other people that, that goes through stuff, you know, life is short, man. You know, kiss your family members, talk, call, call your friends that you have problems with. You know, there's a few people, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, starting tomorrow, there's some people on Twitter that I'm going to tweet to that I haven't tweeted in a long time and just say, you know what? I appreciate them for giving me this platform to do what I do because if, that's another thing. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have this channel. Virtual footballer would never, you know, came about this podcast. Wouldn't have started. Now I wouldn't have met people like DJ bills, you know, all you guys that are in the chat. I wouldn't have known anything about you. If it wasn't for certain people, you know, that, that, that do what we do, you know, you know, if I like them or if it's indifferent, either way, because life is short, man. We just got to think about stuff like that. And when I heard about what happened to Rush, I was like, you know what? That Kobe, Chris Dolman, other people that are sick, that are that that just passed away, you know, life's short, man. I'm, I'm gonna bury the hatchet with a good bit of people. So I mean, it's just that I, that's what I'm taking from it. You know, it's just you know, bury the hatchet and 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 and. You know, take take care and watch and watch over the people that are around because you never know they might not be here the next day. Mm. So it's just, you know, I, I I don't I don't I don't care about the politics side of it. Is is that's a human being at the end of the day? You don't want to hear anybody do that, regardless if you disagree with them or not. Um, DJ, you got anything? Uh I'm like I would say thank. Every- Thank you guys for joining in to t- tonight. I know it, it's been a two-man show for the past few episodes. Hopefully, when Bills returns from his, because I can tell you right out the out the back, this this podcast was made for three. And yeah, it's, it's us as a, it us as a trio definitely really make things happen. So it's I'm not gonna say it's been been been. No, I'm not gonna say it's been rough, but 
at the same time, it's like you have to. It's not. It's not even next man up. It's just like me and VF are, t- are taking up arms, just taking up most of the slack. Keeping yeah, we this hold going. it down, definitely. So I'm like, we definitely appreciate everybody that has stayed tuned in because y'all could. I'm like, no, no lie. Bills is like the liveliest one out of he really out is. Of all of us. He really is. So he pretty much drives it home. So we definitely, I definitely appreciate, you know, when he's here and, and also for the fact that it's forced me to be more talkative because I know when you, and when VF and Bill go at it, I'm sitting back like, <laughs> man, am I going to chime in? And now it's just like, damn, I wish he would chime in. <laughs> right, right. So, um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get in touch with him, see where, see where his head at and, Try to get him in at the if anything maybe next Tuesday I don't know because Thursday might be too soon we'll see mm-hmm. but um I I'll give him a shout out but no definitely you guys at the end of the day this is a three man show and you guys make it go from this coming through live at, at, at a weird time of the evening mm-hmm. we really appreciate it um joining us on Discord to talk to us on Discord. Um, following us on Twitter. Wait a minute, but I do, I get, I do got something to say about the Discord this past Sunday. Why was everybody being so quiet? I put out, I, I put it out there. I was like, hey, we're gonna have a, a voice chat for the Super Bowl, and nobody respond. Hey man, what, you, did, what's you, up? you know what? You did that a little bit too late. Honestly, we could have. I, bro- I, I, I noticed, but still, we could have broadcast still. that on the, on the, on the Thursday show if we had the idea together. But yeah, um. King David said, "Reminder is never okay to wish ill will." On so I, I totally agree. That is I, true. I don't care. Like you know, even with the and he wasn't even sick, and 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 I know it rubs people the wrong way, and people gonna look at me crazy. Even when Don Imus said his thing about the women, the Rutgers basketball team, like called him nappy headed hoes. Like my thing is, regardless, like I don't want to see nobody ha- get sick or die because of their words. That's 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 totally against what this country's about you should be able to say what you want to say now trust me there's repercussions for saying what you want to say mm-hmm. but i don't wish nobody you know death because they said something about a certain race or something like that. i mean that that's that's just crazy and now if you is, do something is different but saying it is is totally different and the thing is it's not just one side that does these things i'm like everybody on the left accuses the right of doing these things everybody the right accuses the left it's, it's vice versa it really it's, is it's just too two extremes that that do these things on either side and it needs and it needs to it needs to be cut out here. it does it really does i agree um quayface thank you very much he said these shows have been great with just a two-man show i really really appreciate it quayface have been around even with the live streams i think he was there when we did guns going cannoli too that was a great <laughs> stream. I, I i highly recommend go back and watch that was a great stream i need to do another one of that fashion um uh like i said seriously man you guys even though a lot of people you have some people that that try to clown us because we only have seven eight ten fifteen people in in listening to us like i said this is this is not an ideal time to do a podcast i feel like if i do a podcast at this time i feel like only the the real the real people really interested is going to come through and to me that that matters and I want that to expand. I don't want the trolls and all this other. I, I mean, it's great for them to come, but I don't want them to be. I want people to be who really wants to be here and interact. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and you guys do that, and we really appreciate it. I'm on the back end. People are downloading on Google Play. They're good downloading on iTunes. So we're getting it from both sides. We're just looking. Now we're going to get into the sponsorship side where we're going to try to reach out for sponsorships to actually see if we can get some kickback off of doing this. So, But it all begins with you guys. Word of mouth, letting people know what we do here. Um, if they can't catch us live, I, I have no problem, you know, getting the downloads on iTunes um, and on, on Google Play. More um, downloads, the more people subscribe, the better it, it, it gives us more notoriety on those platforms. So it really helps. So I really, really appreciate it. Really, really, I really appreciate it. Um, you got anything else, DJ? We, we, we're going we're gonna to go to close out and, and, and turn around and do Thursday because the, the, the State of the Union, we're going right. to listen to the, to, to, to the Joker talk. <laughs> well, all I got to say is just be on the lookout. I, I, at some point this week, uh, like I said, I'm, I just started back up working again. So I am going to be inundated with coming home and having to put some energy into uploading these next two episodes of State of Decay 2. So I got episode three and four coming this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to run through the next two games of my NC State Dynasty. Um, And I'm going to try to get the A. I think I'm going to make the ACC Championship game. If I make the ACC Championship game, I'm going to live stream that on Twitch. Makes so sense. we'll get a chance to actually see some more football over there. Like I said, I want to I want to upload them to YouTube, but I think the ACC championship game is going to be a big game. So I'll probably put that on Twitch so we can watch that. Oh, and, an- another thing, because um, I just recently got uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I know I'm late to the game on that, but yeah, that, I, I love that game. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal I, I, game. yeah, I love that game. I'll probably post some clips on some of the battles because yeah, EA, EA did something right for a change. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to do that if I make it to the ACC championship game. I'll probably be live streaming that on Saturday, and um, prior to that, maybe Friday depends on how things goes on Friday. I may just stream something else, but definitely if I make the ACC championship game, NC State will be in the AC if they make it to the ACC championship game. I will live stream that. So um, other than that, we're good. Uh, I do have another video I may put up. I may put that up tomorrow. Um, Just depends if I'm not too busy uh, because I haven't really rendered it yet. It's done. I just haven't rendered it. So, Um, But uh, we will see you guys Thursday. Once again, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. Check us out. Um, All that other stuff. And... um, we would definitely see you guys Thursday when we talk some XFL and whatever other game and news come about. So we appreciate y'all. Definitely see y'all guys on Thursday. Uh, peace. Peace out. Remember, DC Defenders. Let's go. Nah, we're going with St. Louis, bro. Nah, DC. Fuck <laughs> Dallas. <laughs>